Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. My name is Rodney, and I'm joined, of course, by the nitty and gritty jack of all trades gamer, Will. Oh, hey, everyone. Oh, oh, I forgot I was here. Oh, um, and joining us uh, via Skype today is our journalist and media dude, Brooks. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And uh, finally, we're turning once again one of the hosts over at the OK Show Around, Cole. Hello, hello. Later in the episode, we're going to talk about Easter eggs and video games, but first we have some exciting contests to tell you about, and uh, we're also giving away some free stuff from the VGN store, which just launched last week. Slim pickings right now, but we're adding stuff to it weekly, new designs and products. You can find our store on our website at videogamesnow.ca slash shop, or Video Games Snow if you're like me and that's all you see when you look at the website URL, and uh, now you can never unsee that. Stay tuned for information on the contest, which is all coming up right now. Right now. Alrighty then, first off, welcome to April everybody, it's April 1st and we want to give away some free stuff. Here's how you do it, visit any one of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, or YouTube. We'll make sure that all those are in the description below to make it really easy for you. So uh, share our pages or our videos on YouTube and write a little blurb about our show, let us know what you think and uh, how we're doing and all that kind of stuff. And include the hashtag VGNLoot, like loot boxes, so VGNLoot. It's that easy. We're going to choose five lucky people, and you're going to get your choice of a shirt, hat, or poster, as thanks for showing some love to the VGN podcast. We are also hosting an art contest for the artists out there. We want to make a top ten video with you as the main character. So what you need to do is draw a game poster featuring you as the main character in whatever genre you want, RPG, platformer, FPS, MMO, whatever you want. Try to draw a new game instead of an existing one that's more what we're looking for here, as the title is going to be called the Top Ten Fan Game Posters That Need a Developer. Submit those to our Facebook contest page, VGN Contest, which is attached to our Facebook page or our Instagram. Remember to attach the hashtag VGN Contests. It's easier to track that way. And uh, next Sunday, we'll reveal on the podcast who the winners are and what we like about your art. The winners will receive a poster of their artwork or a shirt if they really want. And uh, we're really looking forward to see what you guys put out. We like giving away free stuff. And uh, if you missed what I just said in the last two minutes, uh, no worries. Just head over to our website for details. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to check in with Brooks here for the news of the month. 
Alright guys, so first off, Half-Life 3 is confirmed. <laughs> wah, wah. Just kidding, it's April 1st. Anyway, let's get right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Games with Gold lineup for this month. We got quite a few cool games to look forward to. First off is a first-person action-adventure game, uh, act, sorry, first-person puzzle game called The Witness. <clears throat> it's based around a series of linear puzzles, which I found really reminiscent of Numa Breath of Life, if anyone's played that in terms of its gameplay. It's got this really colorful shell-shaded look, and it's just great to look at. You play as this unnamed guy, and you explore an island with several structures and natural areas, and you progress through, and the puzzles get harder and harder. Sort of gives you like a mist kind of vibe. Um, so I would definitely recommend checking this one out. We also have uh, Cars 2, which is available the first of the month. Um, and the second half of April, we'll have Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Dead Space 2 to get our hands on. And I'd highly recommend anyone who hasn't played Dead Space 2 yet, get your hands on this game because it's awesome. Uh, I put out at least 100 hours into this bad boy, and if you're a fan of survival horror, you can't really miss out on this one. It's got the perfect mix of action and survival, and you just got to check it out. And we featured it on our Top 10 Easter Eggs video. So, yeah. just, so just to back up here, Cars 2 has a game. Like, the show wasn't bad enough. They had to make a game about it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just glossed over that one because uh, I'm, not, I'm not planning on playing that. So, yes. Anyway, uh, next up on our list, we have uh, Xbox Chief Phil Spencer going on Twitter to take on Sea of Thieves criticism. So many, critics, uh, many critics slam the game for its lack of depth. And uh, if, you, if you guys are familiar with the Angry Joe show, he even equated it to... Uh, the disappointment that was No Man's Sky. Uh, he called it No Man's Sea, to be uh, to be frank. Um, so Spencer went to Twitter and defended the game, saying the game's lack of depth was done intentionally to make the game more accessible to a larger audience. Spencer says he remains confident in the game, saying Microsoft will stand behind their product and remain committed to its growth with future DLC and content, and adding that he was proud of Rare for conceptualizing Microsoft's next big IP. So take with that what you want moving on we have far cry 5 uh it's out and it looks awesome uh we're gonna get our hands on it soon um we're gonna pick up a copy probably uh at the end of this week so we'll have gameplay and a review coming uh soon so stand by for that so far first impressions it looks to be a really competent and fun shooter but also really familiar to the past far cry games so i guess we'll see what happens um we also have jurassic world evolution getting a sweet new trailer um so this game it went a little under the radar for some people. If you don't know, it's kind of like Jurassic Park crossed with Roller Coaster Tycoon. And I don't know about you guys, but I loved those games as a kid. Um, it dropped the release date June 12th. Uh, shows off the game's many dinosaurs, how the guests get around the park. You can see the tram system, even those people uh, riding around in the pods from the new movie. Uh, it shows off the game's five islands off the Muertes Archipelago. Uh, and it looks great, very detailed. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I don't know about you guys, but like I love dinosaurs, and this thing is right up my alley. We also have the uh, South Park Fractured Butthole port coming to the Switch. You can get your hands on that as well. And uh, news I just found out about is that we have No Man's Sky coming to Xbox One with a big free update. So if you didn't get a chance to play this game because you didn't have a PS4, and now you can. Um, and lastly... We have God of War coming out on PS4 April 20th. So I don't know about you guys, but this game looks amazing. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. It looks like it's taken some inspiration from The Witcher and uh, story dynamic games like The Last of Us and that sort of thing. So it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that April 20th. Yeah, we'll uh, throw a, a trailer out on our uh, YouTube shortly here so everyone can watch it and uh, share it on our Facebook page, etc., etc. Uh, so... 
Uh, going going back to Sea of Thieves, uh, Cole came in just a raging nicely in a nice way uh, about his recent playthrough on Sea of Thieves. Uh, Cole, why don't you tell us, tell us about what happened? Oh man, okay, so I know <clears throat> I've been seeing all the controversy with Sea of Thieves and all the lack of content and stuff, and uh, I am like, I love this game. I'm having so much fun playing it, and uh, I, I definitely want to see growth and I want to see more in it. Like, I understand people's uh, saying for their, their lack of depth and stuff, but um, right now for what it is and knowing that it is going to grow, I'm like, I'm super excited and I'm having so much fun. Actually, I just did something crazy last night. I was a little late coming today. I'm glad we started a little later because uh, I was up really late last night playing. Um, I was playing a skull fort with a guy that I play with named Pillow Pants. He's a streamer. You can, uh, you can check him out. But um, so we we're playing. And we go to the skull fort. We're gonna we're gonna take it out. And as we're attacking the skull fort, we get attacked by a galleon, and that has four people. And there's only two of us, so we're getting swamped. And then you, in order to beat the skull fort, you have to beat the main character or the the last boss. You get a key, and you unlock the safe room. So we are fighting skeletons on this island while fending off a galleon. We managed to beat the the boss, and we stole the key. And rather than opening the door, we sailed away from the island as two other ships that look exactly like ours sailed towards it, planning to hijack all the treasure. And they thought the galleon had the key, but we did. So we sailed away. The two little ships came in, sunk the galleon. We looked everywhere for the key as we hid around an island in the backside, waited for them to leave. When they got bored looking for the key, we came in, no one around, and took all the treasure. I felt like a bank, like if I was robbing a bank, this is like my heart was pounding, like just the escape and the the getaway with the the ships coming in the back and stopping the galleon and just like waiting for them to leave, being patient and not trying to like get in there early. I was exhilarating. So I think um, there's there's ways you can either just go around mundanely and and look for treasure, or you can go and be a pirate. And I think that's one of the best things to do. Is like if you're gonna play the game, go and cause some trouble. Go cut people off and steal their treasure and uh and i don't know we just have a lot of fun being a pirate in the game so you told me another story uh <clears throat> that uh, you and uh and what's his pillow pants and pillow pants are like champion galleon singers. oh we, we call we call ourselves the uh, the galleon hunters because we we take the little ship there's a big ship and a little ship and the little ship is it can turn quickly and it doesn't have as much firepower but it's smaller it's harder to hit so we go around and we try to hunt these big four-man crews with our tiny little two-man ship and uh we we strike fear in people's hearts or at least we hope to so uh one thing i really want to see is customizable sails so that you can recognize people by their sails you know like if somebody gets a big name or gets known for something you can be sailing the seas and be like oh no it's the uh and then they'll have whatever it is on their sails because it's customizable and then you can actually get a reputation through that instead of just um buying the like the four or five set sales that you have so i think that would be a cool update especially if uh if you have piratey tendencies like stealing people's treasures even like um when we don't do skull forts on our own we'll just wait for people to finish them and then when they do open the door we'll just rush in and grab as much treasure as we can get back to our ship and go and sell it and usually have them hot on our tail because we'll take whatever is best we won't take it all we'll just take the most expensive and get back to shore so it's just so much fun being a pirate i like the other story you told me where uh you basically (laughs) um you you got uh, chirped by the big galleon saying hey we yeah yeah, tell us about that that story so we uh we were also attacking another skull fort and there was another ship there and we came in we told them we wanted to help so we came in we said hey we're here to help and uh they said um okay no funny business because there's four of us and two of you 
And so as we're helping them, there's these big explosive barrels that basically insta-kill your ship. And they grab two of them, and they're heading towards our ship. And Pillow Pants, he sees this, so he snipes one of the guys running with the barrel. And the other guy sees him get sniped, so he runs over to his ship. And as he's climbing up the side of his ship, we snipe him and blow a hole in the side of the ship. And they sink. And then we leave, because the, 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 the forts are really, really difficult to beat, and we ended up not beating it. And they chased us, and we basically just looped around them and sunk them three or four times, and we kept sending the messages saying, there's two of us and four of you, and there's two of us and there's four of you. So, oh, I yeah. can see it now. What's that yonder over the horizon? And then you see a galleon with my little pony sails coming oh, right for you. That's one of my fears, <laughs> though, is like people just doing like the most ridiculous things on there. But I mean, it would be hilarious. It would be kind of fun. Will, you've been a little bit quiet. Anything to add on the, on this topic? <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just picturing now looking into like the sunset or the sunrise and seeing like a My Little Pony sail coming at you. That would be Will's ship. Yeah, it's got a it's got a My Little Pony like uh, um, bow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever that's called. I can't remember right uh, now. The figurehead. The, yeah, figurehead. Yeah. Figurehead. Pink sails. Pink sails. Yeah. yeah. Oh, even like a little fur tail on the back. It's got rainbows coming out of the bow. Rainbow yeah. stripes yeah. along the side. <laughs> when I shoot the cannons, just like rainbows. <laughs> I mean, with some of the cars people drive around in GTA Online, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the first thing people do is make the most ridiculous looking pirate ship they can. But which would be fun. It would be crazy. I I know that like one of the reasons why your character isn't entirely customizable is because you, you games like um where you can fully customize your character arc is a good instance where everybody just looks like like a stupid muscle manny with like tiny legs but like huge arms and a weird hape like at least everybody looks like a pirate i like how the fact that every pirate ship actually looks like a pirate ship but i would like a little bit more customization and i was uh, talking to will about this the other day um how um, brooks maybe you can shed some light on it but for the how, how does the customization work if like four of you guys come in and you've all customized your ship how you want like how does it decide which one to use I think it prioritizes on the host. So whoever's hosting the round gets to pick the ship. So the captain, so to speak. When uh, when you make a group, there's a little anchor beside your name. Right. And uh, that that's usually the person who is the captain. But also you can like you can decide between like say if if these two guys have bought two different sail colors and these two guys have bought two different um, uh, ship colors, you can probably be like, hey, we want to pick this ship with these sails or something like that, and you can. Uh, you can pick out however you want to look as long as you each have it. You just decide what goes together. And the good thing, too, is that what Phil Spencer mentioned is he mentions that they're going to stand behind the game going forward. And so you can de we can definitely expect some DLC content coming to the game. So if you don't like the way it is now, it's not going to be like this forever. Like if, if people remember No Man's Sky along release, the game was just an empty shell. And now that a year and a bit's gone by, they've slowly dropped more and more content in as we go. So there's definitely hope on the horizon for Sea of Thieves. You know, clearly people still have a lot of love for this game. So it's nice to see that they're not just going to abandon it now that, you know, things didn't work out. But he's, he even called it their next big IP. So obviously they're going to they're gonna stand behind this game for a while. Um, also mentioning, like, uh, customization and options and stuff like that. We've all looked at the, the merchants in the game so far. Cole, um, when you reach Legendary Pirate status, apparently the secret area you get access to has a lot more merchants and uh legendary uh quests i guess you could say what do you think about this do you think there's going to be more and better customization options than those merchants than the normal ones it's funny that you, you brought that up i was thinking about that quite a bit because um yeah it says once you become a legendary pirate you get access to legendary quests and i i'm i'm still like i'm only level 
22, 21, and, and 18. Because and, there's there's three uh, um, factions you can level up in. And once you hit 50 in all of them, then you get to go to legendary status. So <clears throat> if you ask the uh, merchant... Um, uh, what are they called? Merchant faction, for instance. At the very bottom, it says, Hey, later on, can I be able to hunt sharks or even the Kraken? And she says, Oh, who would not want to hunt sharks in the Kraken? Like, that's what the merchant or the the, the person says. So I think we're going to get some cool stuff in Legendary. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm excited for that and I hope to see and it. And a fun, a fun fact about that is there's actually a player on Twitch, a uh, YouTuber, who actually has already hit 50-50-50 and has achieved a legendary uh, legendary pirate status. So wow. it hasn't even been out for two weeks and someone's already grinded their way to the top. They obviously don't have a job. No. <laughs> Speaking of that player, I think it's Prodigy X, but there's a lot of controversy for the way he also hit max status. He, had, uh, he joined uh, people's crews that already had the treasure or the quest done. And just uh, accepted yeah, the, the cash in. That's yeah. One thing, too, is the guy that I play with, we've got two other guys we also sometimes play with. And so say it'll be me and Pillow playing and another buddy of ours will join. We, we, they can't join in uh, our ship. Like, we have to back out and make a new ship in order for them to join. Unless you're just hopping from ship to ship. Like, you, if you're playing with your buddies, you can't just max level a buddy by collecting a bunch of treasure, having him drop in, and then getting rid of the treasure. You have to get rid of all of it before you can invite somebody in. So, you can't level up that way with your friends. You can only do it with randoms. Uh, I Maybe that was intentional so they can, you know, actually um, encourage the social community. So, if you only have two friends and you want, it, you want the third for the galleon, that you actually look for the random and you don't just do it with the three of you. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because uh, it is kind of annoying when your buddy joins. He's like, oh, let me in, let me in, let me in. And you're like, oh, we got to like finish like three quests and drop off this treasure. But I, I, I don't like the level boosting. Like, I think you should actually uh, um, be there with it. There should be a way that you can join and maybe get the gold but not get the levels or something because stuff is quite expensive in the game. Yeah, and it would be cool if you could uh, decide how you divvy up the treasure. So, like, if you are, like, level 20 and you got a couple level 5s, be like, oh, I'll take, like, 20% because I'm, because, like, basically this is nothing to me, and then you guys can have 80% of it so you get more loot and you can get whatever you want. The treasure's pretty across the board. Like, if, if the two of you guys collect, you'll get the same amount of treasure and the same amount of... Uh of experience, but what I've been noticing a little bit is that the the more you get stuff, the less the treasure is worth. So the first time, like the if you beat a uh, a fort, you get a fort skull and then a fort chest. And the first time we cashed in a, a fort skull, it was worth thirty seven hundred, and like that's crazy. Like most most like an expensive treasure chest is worth like a thousand, and this was worth like thirty seven hundred, almost four thousand. So we're losing our minds. And then we cashed in another one, and it was worth like twenty four hundred. And we've noticed that with other things too, like captains, the first captain's chest we cashed in was like almost 2,000. Now they're going anywhere between like like 1,200 and 900, mostly on the 900 level. So I don't know why they're like scaling down on the amount of money you get, the higher level you are. All right, so uh, we talked about Sea Thieves for quite a while now. So uh, why don't we uh, talk about some other things that were in Brooks's list there. So I, um, I wanted to say I watched a video yesterday afternoon about Half-Life 3 and uh, why you will never see it. And then when, when Brooks said, oh, Half-Life 3 was introduced, I was like, are you kidding me? I just watched a video on why it wouldn't be <laughs> released. Fools. And then uh, 
he was like psych and it totally threw me off so <laughs> you, you got me yeah both will and uh, i mean i knew that was coming we kind of talked about it last night and but uh, you and will were both like what <laughs> like we're totally out of the loop here yeah really i think the internet would break if half-life 3 was announced officially yeah, um, let's talk about some Far Cry 5 stuff real quick, just because the game's out and uh, people already uh, people already are looking for Bigfoot in the game. So this kind of fits our Easter egg uh, mood for April. But uh, I don't know if you guys remember Far Cry 4. There was a DLC called The Valley of the Yeti. Um, and oh, yeah. it introduced the Yetis and hunting for the abominable snowman in the, in the Himalayas and stuff like that. So people are already searching around uh, Hope County for... Uh, for Bigfoot, and this kind of reminds me of those old days where people would search the the forests of GTA San Andreas for all those rooms that you know, or rumors that San Andreas had uh, had Yeti. So it's just it's funny that people are already uh, combing for Easter eggs. I think uh, uh, the Ubisoft developers for Far Cry are really good with uh, paying homage to old games and adding in Easter eggs and fun content. So I would not be surprised. If there was, or even if there's some reference or remnants of it somewhere, and especially now that people are searching, they'll probably add something in if there isn't already. Mm-hmm. Also, can we uh, can we talk about Jurassic World Evolution for a little bit? Have you guys checked this game out? It looks amazing. Yeah, I remember the trailer when they first uh, debuted it. I think it was E3 last year. Um, but yeah, the game looks amazing. Definitely brings up kind of vibes of like SimCity and uh, games I used to play when I was younger, but... Um, I think overall, it's a game I'm definitely going to check out. Like you, I love dinosaurs. I love Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Looking forward to the next movie. It, it's definitely something I'm I'm interested in this year. And it looks extremely detailed too. It kind of reminds me of uh, of uh, Halo Wars sort of thing too, and just the way it looks now because it's all so HD and and is so polished too now. And I don't know. I can't wait to build my huge park and then just watch my dinosaurs absolutely wreck and destroy and eat all my people because one of the funnest parts about when i was a little younger playing a uh, roller coaster tycoon was building these crazy roller coasters that you know were death traps and it was only a matter of time until pedestrians and and park goers started flying through the air and dying so you know the troll in me is going to like watching dinosaurs rampage my park after i spend all this time building it and watching it burn down i think that was another part of uh, sim city that everyone loved was building this huge city and then watching aliens come and destroy it and Sort of that sort of thing. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I actually I did watch a trailer for this because I'm I'm on the hunt. I uh, dinosaurs are the reason I picked my career path. Actually, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist for like five years. From three to eight years old, I wanted to be a paleontologist. And uh, somebody told me that there was no more dinosaur bones by the time I make it there. So I was like, oh, I might as well work in film and make my own movies about dinosaurs. And that's why I do what I do. So yeah, I'm always on the hunt for good dinosaur games because uh, I mean. It's every every '90s boy's dream to to play with dinosaurs. So, um, yeah, I I have my own my own hopes and desires for um, a Jurassic Park game, and I think this one looks really cool. I did play a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon, but uh, I don't know. I, I I'm still a little hesitant to buy it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we were just listening to the cool uh, Star Wolf theme that just came up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're picking your music, doing your little music thing. Um, yeah. I kind of like... Um, I want to see a Jurassic Park game, because uh, the, the old game... I think it was NES that had the that Jurassic Park game that was kind of like... Uh, it was it had uh, where you play as Alan Grant, and you'd go around the facility trying to capture dinosaurs, and you'd go into buildings, and it would almost be in Doom style, that first-person shooter, and then it would pop out to like a big world map, and you could pick where you wanted to go. 
Did you guys remember that game at all? I played that game when I was a uh, young kid. I remember playing the PS1 installment too, which was kind of like the side-scroller, like uh, Super Nintendo kind of looking version where you just fight your way through the levels. And I love that game. Yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to see. Uh, uh, not. I don't want to say remastered version of that, but I almost want like. A, um, I, I'm trying to think of an example of what I kind of want to see. I, I think it would be really cool to see a game like. Um, uh, Wildlands, um, Tom Clancy's Wildlands, but with yeah, dinosaurs. Ghost Recon. Yeah, Ghost Recon uh, uh, Wildlands, but like almost, I, I don't like not the massive map expansion, but like just kind of like that form of third person shooter, but with dinosaur hunting or something on the lines of that. That's kind of what I look for every time I see a Jurassic Park game. I think the Sim Builder is really, really cool, especially with the world that they're trying to make. I wasn't a big fan of Jurassic World, and uh, I think Jurassic World 2 trailer looks quite bad. Like, I'm not looking forward to it. And I'll still go see it because I love Jurassic Park, but I, I think the game, the way they're doing the game is a lot better. Um, speaking of, like, Jurassic Park and whatnot, uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to. I just downloaded it a couple months ago. I haven't really played it yet, but the Telltale Jurassic Park? No, I haven't had my hands on that one. I didn't even know they had that. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, um, I really love the Telltale games. They're very story-driven. Not really as much to do as like a normal game because you can't really wander around and do everything. It's just press a button, pick the dialogue. But <clears throat> I think overall Telltale games are meant to be like that. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm trying to remember. What is it? Bard's, Bard's Tale or was it King's Quest? Back in like the early 90s, do you remember those old games? I was born in the early 90s, so I can't really comment. Um, you, you mean like a, a pick-your-own-adventure game? Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, go down, uh, what hallway do you go down in there? Uh, oh, pick up the torch. So and... like the Goosebump oh, books? No, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the, yeah, the Knight's Tale where you're yeah, that like, yeah. goofy animated knight and you have to save the princess and you gotta, you have to like half fast paced pick pick right or left or how you're going to hold your sword in that. Yes, yeah. that's how Telltale games play out. Yeah. I think I love choose-your-own-story games. I was going to say, one thing I'm really excited about in Jurassic Park World is the ability to uh, breed your own dinosaurs. I don't know if you guys remember the bioengineering and the crossbreed splicing of the dinosaurs in the movie was a big theme. So in the game, um, it says it's going to feature bringing your own dinosaurs to life. It says, bioengineered dinosaurs that think, feel, and react intelligently to the world you build around them. So, I don't know about you, but that uh, the Indominus Rex hybrid dinosaur, the raptor T-Rex kind of thing, was amazing. So, I can't wait to see like some of the crazy concepts people come up with. You know, mixing a raptor with a pterodactyl, maybe, or, I don't know, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that as well. Um, I th I can't remember when the last trailer dropped, uh, but I definitely really interested to see what type of uh, genetic splicing uh, people are going to come up with. Mm -hmm. And we're going to definitely leave a con uh, we're going to leave a, a link to the newest trailer down in the uh, down in the description for everybody. Um, I I the splicing bit was was for me a little bit in Jurassic Park. Like I, I like the I think the Indominus Rex was cool, but uh, I like the regular dinosaurs but I, I did think it was cool to shout out to some of the characters from the uh original jurassic park like um there was the one doctor who's now the head of the park where he was the... jb wong yeah that's that was i thought that was a cool little easter egg and um uh i was gonna do my segue to the easter egg. not yet but i thought that was funny speaking of easter eggs i thought that was kind of a cool kind of uh homage to to him and it's funny my least 
favorite part of the Jurassic World movie was the 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 guy Vincent D'Onofrio's character who wanted to militarize dinosaurs. And I actually worked on a TV show with Vincent D'Onofrio, and he was such a sweet lovely man like i had so much fun working with him but i was like man i hated you so much in jurassic world but i never told him you know i find with working on sets with with actors like all the ones that play all the like terrible characters that are just like completely like unhinged they're like the nicest people ever they just get all their anger out on screen and then they just have nothing but like good things to say when when, when they're actually uh just talking to you like a normal person oh but then you also have the chance of like having a really nice actor who really just I don't know they ask for way too much or they are very uh, entitled yeah um, most of the A-list actors like uh, oh I can't oh they're just blanking right now you're gonna drop some names you're gonna do I was gonna do, well I'll drop some <laughs> names but yeah um, yeah most of the A-list actors understand why they're where they are right so they they treat everyone with a lot more respect they treat the crew with a lot more respect because they understand oh well they they make me look good or for the sound guys they make me sound good so speaking of a-list actors i just wanted to chime in you guys remember Lindsay lohan suing grand theft auto for her depiction they thought she thought uh one of the loading screen characters uh was modeled off of her so she tried to sue them for uh using her uh and turns out just now this just in she lost the lawsuit so Take that, Lindsay Lohan. Oh man, that was a long time ago. I know exactly. It was Grand Theft Auto Five. The the correct. Um, she's where the it's the girl, the blonde girl with the red bikini at the front. Yeah, and she's like yeah, taking the selfie. Yeah, yeah. so it looks like uh, a New York court uh, has rejected her appeal yesterday. So yesterday, the end of it. That was a long lawsuit. Jeez. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, that's kind of. I mean, you can probably get like seven or eight different women that look like Lindsay Lohan and just be like, yeah. It was this girl. So. If anything, it looks more like Kate Upton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, she's big. Or I mean, even when the game came out a few years ago, she still is really big. But she was big back then too. So uh, I can see why they would use that figure. But that's also just like the North American typical. This is the hot girl. So yeah, I think she was she was reaching there on that one. Well, yeah, you got to get you, 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 that's that's an example of entitled actors that we were just talking about. Um, but exactly. uh, yeah, anyways, moving on, we should talk about some Easter eggs uh, before we get too deep into the into the time on the podcast. Uh, Cole, you got something to say? I got one really quick thing that I just remembered right now. I worked on a, a show um, with a lady, and she she was one of the top five actresses on the show, and she actually did voices in Grand Theft Auto. She just did like people walking around on the street because she has a very like heavy like Brooklyn accent this kind of funny uh, uh, quirk to it so she did some background voices for that and she said that they they barely paid and there was like a big group of them that came in to do the background voices and they said that um, uh, Rockstar like barely paid them anything for their work and they did like all these lines of dialogue and they kind of got shafted for it so um, there's like the double the double side of things too you know so I mean um them almost getting sued for this but also not treating their their employees paying them very well that's actually really shocking because they had a 500 million dollar budget for that game and that's kind of sad to hear that the people that did all the background voices i mean uh normally you get paid 250 bucks to do like uh 200 lines or something like that like um and then once you go over you get more and more and more but yeah that's that's kind of uh it's kind of shocking all right, guys, moving on to Easter eggs. Um, have you guys played any games recently where uh, you've done any Easter Easter egg hunting? Uh, 
anyone who uh, has uh, listened to us so far has uh, realized I'm really big on like the Star Wars games. Same with the movies. Maybe not. I don't have anything on Cole for the movies, but the games. Uh, I remember uh, when we had time off, uh, when our job gets a little slower during uh, Christmas time, I went back and played the Star Wars Force Unleashed games. I missed quite a few things uh, through my first original playthroughs. And I remember in the first game, I went back and inside a trophy room in the Kashyyyk level, you can actually find a frozen Jar Jar Banks in Carbonite. Right next to Darth Vader. <laughs> I wish, but like, you know, like that's perfect. Like everyone wanted like Jar Jar gone and then now you see him in Carbonite. Like, come on. It's funny that um, well, when George Lucas created Jar Jar Binks, he said he was going to be the next Chewbacca. But the thing is, uh, Chewbacca doesn't talk. Jar Jar Binks does. That was a big problem right there. <laughs> and then um, I moved in right after that one, right into The Force Unleashed 2. And this one, I, I'm sure we've talked about a bit before. There's a really good Easter egg from Monkey Island. So if you go into, um, I can't remember which room it is, but uh, you'll hear the Monkey Island theme song. If you smash the slot machines right in front of the Java, the Java hologram or whatever it is, you'll find uh, your character will actually transform into uh, Guybrush Threepwood. I think it was his name. Yep, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, that was just like oh, like childhood memories right there. But can you picture Guybrush like holding a lightsaber? I, are they the same developers? I can't remember. Hmm. Uh, one of the Easter eggs I found, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter World right now. I'm totally in love with this game. And I found, um, I can't remember what level it is, but there's a Dark Souls Easter egg. Uh, there's a bonfire with a big sword sticking out of it. So it's nice to see them throwing a, throwing a bone to Dark Souls. That's true. They play. I, I love um, Monster Hunter 2. I'm a huge fan. I'm ripping through that game. And uh, they, 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 people compare them quite a bit. I think Dark Souls is a lot harder, especially with this new Monster Hunter World installment. They've made it much easier. Like, I mean, I played Monster Hunter 3 and 4, which were just absolutely grueling to play. This one's a lot more easy and a lot more friendly, but it is very similar and compared quite a bit to Dark Souls. So that's a really cool Easter egg. Cool. Um, have you guys... Uh, Brooks um, generated the list for the uh, top 10 Easter eggs, and uh, it, it was really good. turned out really good. Check that out on our YouTube um, YouTube page. Um, have you guys, Will or Cole, have you guys had a chance to uh, to go after any of those Easter eggs? No, it's funny because um, well, we've been talking about the Easter egg uh, podcast for a while, and when I saw it up yesterday, I was like, oh, shoot, they did it already. And then this morning, we we're going to be like, we're talking about some Easter eggs, and I was like... Oh shoot! So I, I haven't even had a time to watch the the video yet because I first thought thought it was going to be tonight or today, and then I didn't think so. So no, I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, unfortunately, Brooks, I will watch it later today. But work has just been very hectic. Anyone who knows our weather system out here in BC is we've been getting hit with uh, quite a bit of rain, and uh, it's uh, the stormy part of the year. So uh, work is just not enjoyable. For those for you, you guys haven't watched it yet, but I'll just tip you off. The number one spot had to go to the Tofu gameplay mode in Resident Evil 2. I had to give it to that one just because it's so weird playing as a piece of tofu. Like, I just can't get over that. That's crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, basically, if you beat the game, you unlock this alternate story mode where you play as Hunk, who has to escape in a short amount of time. And then if you beat that and you get all the unlockables, you basically unlock the, the same gameplay mode, but as a piece of giant piece of tofu. 
and the tofu basically has a knife and no weapon, and it's really hard, and the tofu has to escape. It, and they even animated its own cutscenes at the end. Yeah, it's it's funny. I laughed really hard because of the the uh, the video that I that I got uh, put in for that. It's like all the zombies are like eating the tofu. It's just like um, I wanted to almost tag it and be like, if vegans ran, ran out of food, and then it's just like attacking this tofu <laughs> dude or something. That's good. When I was doing some research for the Easter eggs, I was like, man, I don't have anything new. Like, all my Easter eggs are, like, old, you know, or, like, things that, like, everybody knows about already. I'm glad I'm hearing stuff that's that's new, you know, or that I haven't heard. That's what I want to hear from an Easter egg trailer. I want to hear the same recycled I mean, that one's stuff from, that, that I one's a, That's an older one, but it's just a, it's a classic one. I also threw the Diablo uh, 2 secret cow level in there, because I don't uh, know if you guys remember that, but the the level where you transport, and then it's just a, a, a horde of cows to try and take you out. I had uh, that written down on my, my Easter egg list. I'm glad that got brought up. So, yeah, I have done that one on, on Diablo 2. Well, I I haven't played Diablo at all, and um, so Brooks wrote the script for that little segment, and he's throwing all the lingo from the game in that I can't pronounce. So I like probably butchered every single name in that whole little segment there. That's hilarious. They, they also brought that Easter egg back in Diablo Three. There's another secret cow. It's a lot easier to get to and way less complex, but there's they brought back the cow army. Yeah, in in Diablo Two, it was ridiculous to get there, but once you did, it was just like mind blown. Um, there's a couple of other, I mean, we left out Nintendo on, on the list because we've been kind of stroking Nintendo fanboys for quite a while on this podcast, so we thought that we'd, uh, you know, show some love to everybody else. Um, but there's a couple of good Easter eggs from, uh, I remember Ocarina of Time, the famous one where you can see Mario and, and fans in, in Hyrule Castle, where you, or the courtyard where you see Zelda. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that one or not, but, uh. No, I didn't know. That's cool. I know. I didn't know about the- that. Seriously? Yeah, I think I think the Nintendo Easter eggs almost deserves a, a video of its own, like a top ten Nintendo Easter eggs, just because those games are so loved by everybody and there's so much content there. I can think of a ton right off the top of my head, so that's that probably deserves its own video. All the developers probably work so close together, they all know each other and like, hey, throw this in or hey, throw this in. Um, speaking of Zelda, I guess we will throw a little love uh, to Nintendo's uh, way. There was a big Easter egg I remember, and I didn't know because I was a kid when I found it. So it was only like maybe a couple years ago, maybe, yeah, I'm not too sure. But do you remember the original, was it the original Zelda or the second one? Is you can find that secret room that they developed just for that guy who won the competition? Uh, I think that was the original. Was it? It was like something, uh, Charlie or something secret stash. I can't remember. Like we're going back like way too far back. I, I don't want to... I just remembered some more recent uh, Easter eggs that I, I thought about. I don't want you to cut you off, Will, if you're not finished here. Go for it. Okay, so uh, in Sea of Thieves, the developers were throwing out... So when I was playing around with uh, my buddy Pillow Pants, we got to this cave and there was a barrel with a, a knife in a coin and there was a name carved on the barrel. So we looked it up and um, this guy, he actually sent a coin to Rare and... Uh, for the game's release and they put it into the game so they put his coin that they developed that he developed for them in the game and then they wrote his name on a barrel and then there's like a a guy who's dead against a rock and he's surrounded by bananas and he has a banana in his hand and there's a name carved in the rock and it was like the first person to eat a banana in the game like in the the beta and stuff so they're actually like and there's tons of these easter eggs all over the place so they they're throwing in uh, not just Easter eggs, but also people who do significant things or stand out in the community in the game. And I thought that was, like, lots of love. I've just been trying to do the most ridiculous things, so Rare will notice me and put me in one of their 
There's Sea of Thieves Easter eggs. Back back to Far Cry Five. I have uh, I have some Easter eggs too here that uh, that are worth mentioning because uh, if anyone played the the game Firewatch in Far Cry, there's a Firewatch tower that you can go to, and if you listen to the answering machine at the top, it talks about a guy named Henry, and it can't really get more clear than that because you play as a guy named Henry in Firewatch. So it's nice to see a little throwback to that game. And there's an It, Stephen King reference too. There's a section of the game where you have to go through the sewers and there's a there's a very suspicious red balloon tied to the entrance of the sewer. So I think that's a clear reference to, to It as well. So it's nice to see. And there's apparently, I haven't found this yet, but there's a, there's a, a Voss bobblehead from the crazy third uh, Far Cry 3 protagonist inside one of the vehicles. Sometimes you can find uh, a bobblehead of Voss. So yeah. Uh, Cole, I just thought of something, and I, I, I got to bring this up. But so you telling me if we play with pillow pants now, we're gonna have pillow pants and Mark suggested jeans on one ship together? Oh yeah, I forgot Mark. You you sold Mark your Xbox so he could play with us, and his name was Adjusted. What was it? Abrasive uh, jeans? No, it was like Adjusted jeans. Um, I don't, I don't even know. It's just absurd though. Abrasive. I think it's a, a no. Abrasive. It wasn't abrasive. It was uh, abruptive. Abrupt jeans or something. Oh, abrupt jeans. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna have like two people with pant names. I'm gonna feel left out. Um, going back to to Far Cry Five, I, I'm super excited. Like I've I've played every single Far Cry. Actually, I played so much Far Cry Two. Like it was ridiculous. I clocked in so many hours. So when Far Cry Three first came out, like I was like. Finally, this is like this is completing my life. So um, that Vaz bottlehead is really cool. I'm glad they played homage to that because he was such a good character. And actually, the the Easter egg on the front of the the Far Cry Three um, box, there's like Vaz sitting there, and there's a guy buried in sand, and there's dead bodies hanging in the background. You can actually find that spot in Far Cry Three, and you get an achievement for finding that spot. It's a cool little Easter egg. But I, I think you don't. I don't want to get achievements for Easter eggs. I want them to be completely off to the side and completely separate. But I'm glad they're paying homage to it. They even play, play homage to uh, PUBG because or Left for Dead rather. I mean, there's a guy in one section of the game near Raptor Peak who's a dead body and he's got a frying pan in his hand. So I think with all the PUBG popularity, it's probably safe to say that they're trying to give a shout out to uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That's cool that they're pick. They're they're hitting things that are like really modern for right now which is a smart thing to do you know like it was so massive in 2017 or it was 2017 or 16 it was 17 but 17 yeah yeah and then like PUBG in its popularity so it's cool that they're they're hitting stuff that's popular right now i think that's a good pull uh another game that has lots of easter eggs is actually halo um because uh will and i have been kind of achievement hunting while we're doing our speed running and uh, Halo 1 and 2 and 3 all have really, like, quite an extensive amount of Easter eggs. We only mentioned the one in our top 10, which was the Cavemen, which was number 10. Um, but we, in, in 1 and 2, there's the Meg Easter egg where you go and uh, the Meg's name is on the wall in, at, at, in some positions. Meg uh, was actually the lead developer's girlfriend, so that was actually... Um his little homage to his uh, girlfriend. It's kind of funny because it's an M with a heart of blood, but the M is like in bullet holes. Like that's kind of like creepy romantic, but like right on. (laughs) Could you imagine if they're like not together now and now it's like, oh yeah, that's awkward. (laughs) I had a friend of mine in high school. uh, He was dating this girl and in his yearbook, he wrote how they're like, what do you want to do in 10 years? And he said he wanted to be married to this girl and have like kids and stuff. And then they broke up like the next year. And I'm like, that's not a very good thing to write in your yearbook. So I think that's like the same, the same thing for the developer. Don't put your girlfriend's name in your game unless you're gonna, you're gonna be true. 
they probably had a fight because because um, the gaming industry has similar hours to as film, or they work really long hours, long grind. But yeah, so he's probably like they probably had a big fight the day before, and he's like, "You work too many hours, me." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll make it up to you." And he puts her in the freaking game he's working on. Also on my list, uh, like giving some love to Halo. One of my favorite Easter eggs. I don't even know if it's an Easter egg, but that's what it's basically called. Is at the end of the game, hold me. Is that another? yeah? When you beat the game on legendary, yeah. yeah, and then Sergeant Johnson and the the, the elite drop their guns and they oh, give yeah. each other a nice hug for the end. It's a sweet moment. Um, I, when I first uh, Halo Three was the very first game that I knew Easter eggs existed. I would play with my cousin and we would uh, we would find Easter eggs. So uh, oh, that was uh, that was one of the best things. And uh, my favorite is the the grunt that you find. The, the the bad mouth grunt you find in the second last level. Oh, the you, jerk store grunt. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that was my favorite Easter egg. Just like the way he'd, he'd mouth you off if you go and find him. Well, there's a there's another um, there's grunts in all three. I don't think there's one in four. I can't I can't remember. I didn't see the achievement for that one. But anyways, there's there's the in one, two, and three. There's a grunt that says like a bunch of li- line of dialogue, and you get achievements for it. So in Halo One, it's in the last mission when you're uh, escaping the the pillar of autumn before the before it explodes. You have to basically stop in one of the um, little like connecting rooms, and he's hiding in one of the tunnels, and he's like, Ugh! And, and he says some things. Uh, and anyway, so yeah, I got that achievement. But the one in the second game, I'm having trouble unlocking the achievement because I'm doing, I'm, I'm finding him. Uh, he's kind of about uh, five minutes into the level, hiding underneath one of the ledges. So you go under there and you and you listen to him, and he starts saying his line of dialogue or whatever. But you, the achievement's not unlocking, and I've done that like a hundred times. And I've read it's like, oh, you got to kill all the brutes, you got to do this and do that to make it unlock. And I've done all that, and I, I've been having some trouble with that one. One of the achievements that I, or one of the sorry uh, Easter eggs rather that I always loved uh, was in Halo Three. Once you turn on the I would have been your daddy skull, it activates all the interesting Easter egg dialogue. And one of my favorite things is uh, I don't know if you guys remember in Halo One, the elites didn't speak English, and their favorite thing to say was whoop, whoop, whoop. so if, whoop, whoop, if you turn. If you turn it on, they say that in Halo 3, which is just amazing. And that, you know what? Actually, sorry to... I, Will, I know you want to say something. The interesting thing about the dialogue in uh, Halo 1, the elites, is literally just Johnson's clips pit played backwards, and then it, they just change the tone. So, uh, it, I, I think I saw a video of that on YouTube, but yeah, it's just John, Johnson's lines of dialogue played backwards <laughs> and then pitched down. It's really, really funny. Yeah, that was uh, actually what I was going to mention, but uh, I don't remember what game it is. Another one uh, for ha- uh, Halo would have been the Conan O'Brien uh, cameo, the Easter egg. Was that uh, two or three? Do you guys remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. I think that was Halo 3, if I know what you're referring to. Into the small room at the beginning of the mission, I think it was, and he uh, he's literally playing like a grunt, and he's having a conversation. Yeah, it was him and Andy Richter. Yes, uh, yes, the, yes. It was that, yeah, yeah, I remember the one you're talking about. I'm trying to think of uh, other Easter eggs in Halo. I, I do like the ending like you guys were talking about. Um, that's if you, like, jump on the Pelican when, uh, when what's-her-name's crashing. Um, you know when you stop in the middle Echo of the bridge? Echo 419. Yeah, 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 you have to jump on the Pelican, right? Uh, I thought that no, was... for that one, for this one, you just have to beat the game on legendary, yeah, and then it just adds an extra like thirty seconds to the end cutscene. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of something completely different because I I saw somewhere I don't know if this was a mod or something like that, but anyways, you jump on the pelican um, outside the uh, uh, on that bridge when you're waiting for Echo Four Nineteen to to come pick you up, and uh, and then she crashes and. 
it picks up you off the pillar of autumn basically we're sergeant johnson and that elite were and your ships crashed and uh all the all the floods start like surrounding you and like attacking you and it's just a different ending so i don't know if that's an easter egg or a mod or something yeah my favorite easter egg out of the whole halo series uh, was actually from halo 2. i don't know if you guys remember the scarab gun easter egg Basically, yeah. on the, uh, I can't remember, the new Mombasa level, um, basically you have to cheese a Banshee through this tunnel that it's not supposed to go through. Uh, and then if you get it through, you can fly up to the top of the map and get, the, it's basically a plasma rifle that shoots scarab gun bullets, and you can just wreck everything. Yeah, I like that. I got that achievement for sure. I've, I've gotten almost, I basically have two, two or three or four achievements to get on Halo 1, which are multiplayer ones, so I'm just kind of waiting on that. But yeah, we've got a lot of the ones on Halo 2 as well. Already mean well. Ah, uh, Halo Two, Rodney. Yeah. Halo Two. Dread, dreading going back to that and finish the speed running. We're just getting just slaughtered. Well, the thing, the thing with Will and I with the speed running is most of the speed runs are done solo, but we're doing them co-op. So we might actually, in Making the it it, yeah, in the, in the future, we might do a uh, a gaming for charity thing, and uh, we'll try to speed speed run Halo Two or Halo what One. What skulls Halo 2. do you guys have on? Because if you turn the cowbell skull on and the tilt skull on, the ones that make explosions way crazier, um, that can actually be an advantage in some sections. Um, we try, yeah. We basically don't have any skulls on because it's freaking hard enough. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, dro punching enemies, drop grenades because that's really helpful, and uh, a couple of other ones. We don't have any of the scoring skulls on because, uh, yeah, we just want to get through the levels as fast as possible. But uh, anyways, we... Um yeah, the Scarab Gun, you can't have anything that have an, a, a zero multiplier because then you, you, you don't get the achievement for speedrunning the level. So, um, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting. But our our, our favorite level to speedrun, I think, for me, is uh, Truth and Reconciliation on Halo 1. What about you, Will? That was very, very rough. <laughs> it was rough, but it was rewarding. Like, because, like, you and me were in sync and we were sniping things left and right, and then we got on the ship and we did all the little speed run tricks, like the triple grenade jump and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but do you remember that one time the hunter door opened, like, way too early? Like, and we were still fighting off the waves, and, like, you turn around, there's, like, the two hunters just, like, literally destroying you. Yeah, and then, uh, but luckily in Halo, Halo One, literally snipers and pistols one-shot hunters, so it's all it's all good. Yeah, I uh, I thought the hunter was a really cool thing to add. Like I like little quirks that enemies have. I like how they always traveled in pairs. I thought that was a cool um, uh, thing to put in. You know. Yeah, in Halo, f oh Halo Five, the hunters are just ridiculously hard to beat because, like, despite their size, they're super quick. So you're trying to utilize the strategies that you've used in the past Halos, basically make them attack you, sidestep them, and then attack their their back. But like you can't do that in four because they just wreck you. Well, in Halo One, the hunters didn't have a backstep move where they could step back and do a 180. So you could literally just strafe around behind them in circles, and then easily take them out. I hate to change the topic, but we are getting pretty close to our, our end of our uh, podcast, and I really want to talk about one Easter egg that actually really made me laugh. Um, We've talked about Assassin's Creed before. Uh, Rodney and I like playing the games. Origin was really good. Uh, back in Witcher 2, can't remember the town, but if you look um, off this little tower, there's a uh, an actual dead assassin on the ground right beside a hay barrel, and it's called the Leap of Failure. 
That's actually in the prologue for Witcher Two. Like before you even start the game, you're still you have to go. You're in you're in prison and you're like retelling yeah. a story to the prison guard, and that's in the, like the very first castle that's being that you guys are sieging. You can see that. Yeah, that, yeah. But that, just, just after the part where they arm all the ballistas and you go in and you're attacking the Fleur de Lily guards. Yeah, that's where you can find that book. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, any uh, any shout outs to the fans or anything uh, before we sign off? Will we'll start with you. Uh, well, thank you uh, all for uh, joining us every weekend uh, right now. Uh, it's great to see uh, that our um, podcast is getting so many downloads. Uh, our Facebook page is getting a lot of likes, shares. Um, thank you all. And uh, let's hope uh, we can do a lot more community uh, stuff and invo- involve you guys in the future moving forward. Yeah, I am. I'm just a guest on the show, but I mean, I Rodney keeps me updated and uh, shows me everybody's love, and it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I hope to, you guys keep going and uh, are super successful. Um, what's that? Oh yeah, uh, if you guys want to check out the uh, the OK Show around, uh, you can. We're on we're on YouTube right now. We're we're starting up. We're a little bit slower. Our we try to animate all of our videos, so it takes. Uh, a long time to make it so we only have a few up right now and we're trying to get more consistent but uh yeah check us out and uh, see if you like our crazy unorthodox content um so yeah i just wanted to give a plug to all the fans thank you guys for supporting us and watching us uh, it really means a lot liking commenting subscribing really helps us out um in these early days and i want to keep you guys posted for far cry 5 contents coming soon i'm going to pick that game up as soon as possible so we're going to get our review and streaming up and gameplay and that sort of thing so stay tuned for lots of more content Thanks for listening to the VGM Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our social media pages uh, in the description below. And join us next Sunday for the reveal of who won the art contest. So we're going to choose 10 winners. And uh, we'll rank them from best to best to or worst to best. But you're number 10, so you're not really the worst. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, uh, join us next Sunday for the to find out that. And uh, we will see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 